0: On the way, on the way,
1: to the big check, you ain't know I'm up next, but I'm on the way, you ain't take your risk cause you're too afraid, I'ma just eat
0: till I'm overweight, on the way, on the way. I- What's up everybody, welcome to another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast, I'm your host Xavier Miller, uh, my co-host Dee, she, she'll be coming on later on the show. But today we got a very super super dope episode, man. I, I've been uh, super excited to have this episode talk talk about some real game with some with some real people that I genuinely mess with. And uh, we got we got Josh. Y'all already know Josh. He's from uh, episode twenty nine of the midnight pod on the Millionaire mindset podcast. He's back on for this episode. We got Ahmad Ingram. He's a real estate investor, entrepreneur, and we also got Christian Grant, aka I call her KG and uh she's uh she 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 put she put she put pretty much put us three together by default not even like intentionally about like the uh detroit meetup that we had and we got all three of them here today so what's up y'all yeah 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 i'm super excited man i'm super excited so the first the first question i always ask our guests and i'm gonna go like one by one i'm gonna start with you uh kg so like What was the start to you doing all the things you're doing now with all the real estate, all the business and stuff you're doing? What was the start to that? Um,
2: So I'm pretty new to investing in real estate, but Mm -hmm. I've been wanting to do it for a really long time. As soon as I graduated from college, I wanted to jump into the market, um, but I didn't have a lot of cash on hand, so I became an entrepreneur first. And... uh, really just been gearing up for this year. I had um a bunch of plans about how I wanted to invest in this year and it's just been falling in place. The meetup was a part of that plan and it um went better than I could have expected.
0: Yeah the meetup the meetup was, was super dope, man. We gonna go and we're gonna go deeper into that. So same question to you, Ahmad, like what was the start to the, you doing the things you are doing now? Um well I'm
3: fairly new to uh, real estate It's always something I've always wanted to get into. Um, just my journey was a little different than I guess the average. Um didn't graduate from college. Um I went to college a little bit, uh, working odd and end jobs just to, you know, make ends meet. Um, but I started working for a moving company at a young age and that just really opened my eyes up to the other side of things, how people are living, you know, to really just see that there's the other ways out here to really get money. Um and honestly most of the people that, you know, were really wealthy, their common answer was, you know, I got rich on real estate, I got wealthy on real estate. So that really just opened my eyes up to really, you know, like, man, I I need to take a different avenue than, you know, maybe taking a traditional route and listening to what everybody else has to say. You know, really just all about honestly following your dreams and um, you know, maybe not doing things such a traditional way don't necessarily mean you're doing something wrong, you know. But just believe in yourself and follow your dreams. I honestly feel like, you know, everybody is going to get so much further in life doing that. Um, but I mean, I'm excited about this new journey. Um, I mean, we, everybody's got to honestly fail forward. Right. You know, It's a new industry for everybody, you know. But the best learner, you know, is I mean, I guess experience, trial and error. So. That's really just a little bit about me. I used to work in the private security industry, and that's really it. I do real estate full-time now, a couple other endeavors um, that I have going on. Don't
4: want to spill those beans just yet. Right, right, right.
0: But, yeah, but other than that, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, I love that, man. And for those who don't know, me and Ahmad, we went to high school together. I was, like, three grades ahead of him and like, with us connecting at the Detroit meetup was like my first our first time seeing each other since since like 2011. So that just showed, goes to show how powerful like social media is with reconnected people or initially connected people. But uh, same question to you, Josh. Even even though for the people who haven't heard the the prior episode you was on, same question to you. Yep, yep. So uh, my background is in like personal finance and investments. The way that I was able to
1: kind of step my foot into real estate, um, you know, I came up, I came up, uh, I grew up around my grandfather. He was a big real estate investor in Baltimore. But as far as myself, uh, it just happened, uh, you know, kind of connecting with you, Xavier, Ahmad, you know, Christian, and similar people like you all, you know, via social media, and just seeing the opportunities um, that presented themselves. Like, I look at real estate and the different markets in real estate, kind of like the different sectors in, you know, the stock market. So, like, when you have, you know, different markets like Detroit, you know, Baltimore, et cetera, et cetera, you know, I look at that, like, different sectors in the stock market. That's what I was helping evolve them. But then I seen that I could diversify my assets and put some things into real estate. So, you know, the stock market may not be doing so well. You know, if you got some rental income, things of that nature, maybe some wholesales, so, you know, you can still create capital from that. And I, it was one thing that really caught my eye was uh, I saw a quote that said, real estate is the number one wealth creator. Um, so that is the, like, you know, drawn through my attention. I'm like, all right, let me go ahead and study this a little bit, connect with people, you know, who are, you know, more knowledgeable of it like me. Um, mm-hmm.
0: And, yeah, we're we we here today. We're here today. And, and let me shout out uh, Reggie our our fourth partner with four brothers, our new company or whatever. And let me shout them out. He couldn't make it on the show today. Let me shout them out real quick. They ain't forgotten we gonna hold it down for him. And uh and speaking of Detroit, like I know this is, like something major a major topic I want to talk about in this episode. With we know how a lot of people is trying to what well, not, not just us for trying to put our dollars in Detroit and pretty much rebuild it. But even before that with KG, you're the one that initiated the meetup and you put like all this together for us to even do what we're doing now. So what was like, what made you want to hold the meetup in Detroit? And I seen you kind of discuss a little bit on Twitter, but just, uh, you could just go over the whole story on the show.
2: Yeah, so I'm from Michigan. I live about two hours away from Detroit, and um, I've always just loved Detroit. Detroit has always been a super dope city to me. I grew up in a time where Detroit was thriving. Um, the people who are running the city and running business and making money looked like me. So to see Detroit for the past 10 years be in the media as if it's just like this like war zone or you know make have people make jokes and compare Detroit to a third world country like that broke my heart because like I know what Detroit is I know the people who are there you know what I'm saying like we talk about people being crazy talented and creative and being some hustlers like that's what Detroit is made of and so um I've you know since I graduated from high school I've always just been like I'm going back to Detroit and like I'm going to invest my time and my resources there. Um, So I've been talking to people who I knew, you know, like people who live in the city, who grew up there their whole life and really saying like, let's do this. And I wasn't getting a lot of traction. So um, when I kind of jumped into REI Twitter, I'm like, okay, these are the kind of people that I need to bring to the city. And a lot of the people I was talking to have never been to Detroit. So for my thing is, I didn't want a bunch of people who were like, yeah, let's go get over on the people in Detroit. Let's act like we better than everybody there. Like, that's not the type of people that I wanted. I wanted people who came to the city and saw like how dope it was and just wanted to be a part of that. Um, so there were some people who reached out to me and like, yeah, I heard Detroit is terrible. I heard that I can get things for cheap, Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, those was not the kind of vibe that I wanted. So um, I wanted to bring people to the city and kind of basically sit back and watch the reaction. Like, I wanted to um, give you guys a view. Like, when we brought Mark from the Detroit Economic Growth Corporation, I really liked the way that he talked about Detroit to us. He didn't talk to us, like, from a deficit mindset. You know, he acknowledged that Detroit had issues, but he he told us what got us there. Um, And then he told us, you know, the city came back stronger than ever. Like, yeah, we were in bankruptcy, but we left bankruptcy with over a billion dollars. You know, like, he set it up like, if we invest in Detroit, it's a privilege. And I really love that, you know, um, because it let us know the opportunity that's really sitting in front of us. And um, what was even better is the way that everybody in the group responded. Like, y'all were Y'all were like, oh my gosh, I never knew Detroit was this dope. I'm excited. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not like not like it was some hellhole that needed saving because that's not what Detroit is.
0: That's super dope, man. And you and you spoke on you spoke on uh real estate Twitter or whatever. So my question this to, to this to all y'all, like how, because I feel like some people they still underestimate the power of social media. They like I talked to about Twitter. To some people, they look at it as like, oh, you, social media, like you know what I'm saying. So how powerful do y'all think these platforms is now, and how is it helping y'all? Feel she free, anybody. My life. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, um, honestly, um,
3: Twitter. I never looked at Twitter as a platform to get on and make money. Ever. I never in a million years would have thought I would be on Twitter connecting with people. Making money on Twitter and just really honestly changing my whole trajectory of, of life, you know, through a platform that was free, obviously. Uh, I mean, social media is definitely what you make. making. You could be on there talking about some, you know, you getting flown out to different cities and, you know, uh, just bragging about, I mean, BS, honestly, you know, or you can get on there and connect with people, especially Instagram. I mean, those are two platforms that you can literally set your whole life up on, you can talk to people with the click of a button. I mean, and I just feel like that's, I, I, we, we might take advantage of that, I really feel like, especially people in our generation, because back in the day, I mean, you honestly, you have to know somebody, you still, it's, it's, what you, it's not what you know, it's who you know nowadays, but everything can be searched upon a hashtag, search a hashtag, and everything in this world is gonna pop up, and you could be connected to millions of people. From a click of a button. I mean, and I just feel like having that ability is, I mean, that's that's priceless. You can't even put a price on that, you know. And I feel like sooner or later, just like Gary Vee talks about all the time, I'm a really huge fan of him. But he says sooner or later social media is not going to be free. When these bigger companies get on here mm-hmm. and, you know, these big Fortune 500 companies start running their ass through social media and really dumping the millions that they dump into the traditional marketing, when they start dumping that into social media, all these prices are going to go up, and regular small
0: businesses like me and you, we're not going to be able to fucking afford this stuff. I mean, excuse my excuse my leg. <laughs> no, nah, you good, but bro. We so, gonna, you good? We're not going to be able to afford it anymore, so it's going to be like, I mean, we might as well hop on the bandwagon while we can connect with as many people
3: as you can, because I mean, honestly, yes, we don't know. I mean, it's technology. It can crash tomorrow. You know, so, I mean, I honestly feel like, as a whole, we all have to make positive and solid connections with people and lifelong relationships. I'm all about building relationships because, I mean, shit, I mean, Twitter can literally fall off the face of the earth tomorrow. If you still got those connections that you met on Twitter, you're going to be just fine. You know, but a lot of people, I feel like, get on Twitter just to talk shit.
4: Right. And I mean... And I mean, they make account kind of reflected. I'm, I'm I'm far from
0: rich, you know, but you're I mean, getting there, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely getting there. Once I really
3: figured out, you know, stop making excuses for everything that was going wrong in my life, shit really started to change. Mm. You know, so I mean, I'm I'm a living witness. I, I ain't gonna say I'm I'm perfect. I got everything together, but I, my life has definitely changed in the past. Shit. A year. Fuck two years, honestly. Past year. You know, of just, like you said, using social media and really using social media besides
4: just for likes, besides just for hooking up with people on social media. Mm. You know, um,
0: but yeah. Okay. That's real. Yeah, Same to, yo. to what uh, Ahmad was saying, it's, it's cool
1: when you can not only speak with people, you know, through the internet, but also when you go to these real estate meetups and actually meet people in person and create lifelong relationships you know building partnerships you know via different businesses and I would just suggest to anyone that's listening to like look at who you're following your content that's on your timeline is basically what you're feeding your mind Mm -hmm. so you're looking at you know trolls all day or Dramatic videos of police pointing guns at, you know, innocent civilians. I'm not saying to, you know, just, you know, turn a blind eye. But the point is, you, know, you can really, you know, kind of filter your information and connect with people in whatever uh, industry you're in. Like, all you got to do is search Twitter, hashtag, and you'll find plenty of people. If you hashtag real estate... I guarantee you somewhere, Xavier Ahmad and Christian is going to come up somewhere. <laughs> so, it's just a matter of, uh, like I said, really dissecting, all right, where you want to go in life, creating
0: a plan, connecting with the people. And the beautiful thing about this is that Twitter is free. Right. So, you can't be like, oh, I don't have, you know, the money to buy the app. Twitter's free. You just to your advantage. Mm. Same, same, same question to you, KG.
2: Yeah, so am I am I on music? <laughs>
4: okay.
2: Um, yeah, so like Twitter I've been rocking with Twitter for ten years, you know, I feel old to say that, but I used to be in undergrad in class just like talking to uh celebrities and, and millionaires on Twitter, like man, what my professor talking about, like I'm talking to knives right now.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I um, I'm always am just a person who I never have wanted to connect with people for what they have, but I'll just love meeting new people. Um I love learning from people. Like I love saying like, dang, that's how you look at something like that just show me a whole new perspective. How can I apply that to my life? So social media is right up my app. Um so you know twitter uh has just always been great to me like it's been times that i didn't get on as frequently but in the last i would say two years i've been on twitter that heavy again and um you know like i've i've dated off twitter <laughs> like I, I always joke like i'll never leave twitter if they charge me like just take my money right but um but this past i would say like eight months like i've been really heavy Real
0: estate, Twitter, and finance, and I think it's just like what you what
2: you attract to you. Like, Amad and Josh
0: both said is like um whatever you set mind, it's like, it's
2: your mind to, like this is what my life is going to be. That's just your life? sound going out? Your sound is like low. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is yeah. Better? yeah it's good. It's, it's perfect now. Okay, so um, yeah, like whatever you put out there, the type of life that you want to live, like that's what you attract to you. And so, like, I was just on the timeline in the past eight months. My timeline has always been dope, but I was like, you know what? I want I want more than just jokes. Like, I right. need oh, to make some money. So, um, I just started following people in real estate and learning the language and and seeing people tweet and googling, like, what did that What did that mean? What does that term mean? Okay, like, okay, so they're they're wholesaling, you know. They're doing this, they're doing that. What courses are they talking about? Let me invest in their businesses. Let me buy a book. Let me buy a course. Like, not just asking for things for free. Um, And then saying, okay, like, what can I add to the timeline? Like, what can I bring to the table? Um, And then paying attention to who was real and who wasn't. And I don't have to announce it to the world, but just kind of curating my timeline, making adjustments when I see things that didn't seem right. Like, okay, let me back away from this person. So, um like that has been like the last 8 to 9 months of my life and it's been amazing like a mindset i'm not a millionaire millionaire yet but i will be and i know it'll be with some people from twitter and that's like just such a crazy thing to think about when we were all in detroit what well, it was like 18 of us all in detroit just off of twitter we didn't um, right. publicize that event i didn't pay for any ads or anything that was literally probably like 10 tweets on the timeline over like four months like that's it and it, it brought us all together
0: it brought us all together and, and uh Deanna, she here now. Just let hey me say. y'all.
5: Sorry, I'm <laughs> late. <laughs>
0: but yeah, it brought it, it definitely uh brought us all together and even got us doing business. And for people who don't know, uh me, Josh, Ahmad and our uh, Reggie, our poor partner who's not here today, we uh bought two properties together just off the first time us connecting and meeting and do y'all do y'all do one of y'all wanna go over the deal? I'm gonna let y'all go over it. Whoever wanna do it. How how it yeah, works. I'll, go ahead, finance man. <laughs> 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 nah, so I'm gonna tell y'all real <clears throat> excuse me, like in a transparent method. So
1: I pulled up to Detroit to the, the the first uh the first session on Friday, uh, at Tech Town at Wayne State University with the uh economic planner representative from the city. And Ahmad had mentioned that he was meeting with someone the next morning um, to go look at some houses. So, you know, we planned it out. We said, all right, we'll meet up tomorrow, go check things out. We'll ride along, you know, see what you went to so we could scout some neighborhoods. So we met up on the east side of Detroit uh, with a nice man named Emilio. He showed us around a little bit. Um, and then... So, you know, I got this appointment, and, you know, we walked to a couple houses, couple bandos, you know, they were unoccupied,
4: boarded up, but, you know, somehow
1: we got in there. I can't tell you how we got in there, we got in there. Though. <laughs> uh, and then, so, the first house, you know, it was a no-go, but luckily, the seller, or the, you know, the person that I was meeting with, Hassani, he had additional properties. So, fast forward, you know, we get to the next property. And, you know, that thing was looking all right. So, you know, we, we came together, you know, Xavier, and Reggie, and I, and we we're like, yo, we ain't plan this, but what's up? Like, let's, <laughs> let's make a move, you know, while wait. You know what I'm saying? If we don't get it, somebody else is going to snatch
4: it up, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we we, we uh we went
3: to see another house, and then after that, you know, we were like, all right. And we
1: started talking to him, throwing some numbers at him before you know it we had a combo deal you know we we were able to uh go ahead and and sign a contract right there on the spot for two of his properties and we also plugged
4: ourselves in for some additional work down the line so i mean that was just that was a blessing
1: that really fell into our hands like i said we pulled up and like within 40 hours of meeting these guys for the first time we had a business together
0: and two acquisitions under contract and it's so crazy. Like uh-huh. the, I wanted to talk about that because I wanna just uh really go over like the power and partnerships. Like we easily all four of us, we could have did it on our own, but is it it, it it makes so much more sense is working together, collaborating instead of, you know what I'm saying, everybody doing their own thing. And anybody could pretty much do this. Like like he said, but this is our first time really connecting for real. Like we didn't like all grow up together, you know what I'm saying, same neighborhood, knew each other fifteen years. Like we literally just like, you know what I'm saying, met, and we already doing business together. So, it's like anybody could do that. I know some people probably be scared, like, man, I don't know, look, or looking for partnerships. Just reach out to people. You got people out here that's really willing to connect and, you know what I'm saying, build an empire. You just got to find like-minded people. Just to touch on that one point real quick, I would just tell anybody,
1: you know, we're in 2019. As long as you have a contract, you're covered. Like, if you got a contract, don't worry about being, being scammed or anything like that because... You have legal paperwork, you know,
0: that you're binding to. That you know you have a stake in that asset. Yeah. And my dude was about to say something. I don't know if I cut you off. I thought I heard
3: something. No, I wasn't about to say anything. Oh. But just to all the people that don't think, uh, really, just getting out, driving for dollars, meeting people, talking to neighbors. Don't be scared to to get out and and, and connect with the people in the neighborhood. You can't do everything from behind the computer.
0: Like, I, I don't, I don't want to start no beef or nothing with nobody. But I know a lot <laughs> right.
4: of people don't, don't beg to differ with that. But I don't
3: pull any kind of lists for any kind of properties that I come across. Everything comes organically by just getting out, talking to people, seeing what people have, you know, just really seeing what can I offer to people, you know, really just listening, you know. And that's the biggest thing with a lot of people. I feel like they don't listen to what the person needs really are. Um And really, the power of melon too. Like I, I got these leads
0: from sending mailers. So uh, to all the people that send melon don't work as well. So yeah, that's all I got to say with that. Yeah, man. It was, it was, it was, it was super dope, man. What we, what we, what we just started, we, we definitely got a lot of things in plan. We can't go over. it. We're not gonna go over everything, but we got a lot of things going on. And something, that, and another question I want to ask for uh, KG was. We got another project going on as well. And would you like to discuss that as much as you can without, you know what I'm saying? Giving away everything.
2: Yeah. So, um, like I mentioned, I've, I've been wanting to do some projects in Detroit and I really wanted to do some big projects. Like, you know, um, We can definitely go in, get a house flip it, wholesale it, you know, get a couple of things. But I've just been wanting to do some things on a large scale. And that's why Detroit is so interesting to me, because it's wide open for that. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I, you know, I kind of joked before, like, I met you guys and I was like, dang, I hope I really like them. (laughs) Because, like, I've been looking for some people to work with. And so I... I think we didn't talk until the, like, hour before we all jumped on the highway. And and the weekend was just crazy in general. Like, mm-hmm. we were just constantly doing stuff back to back. But it was also just because I was still, like, filling everybody out. Um, but so I'm excited that out of the 17 of us, It'll probably come down to, like, 12, 13 of us working together on some really large-scale projects. And we're jumping off on our first one right now. Like, everybody's kind of getting things lined up. But um, I don't think it'll be the last one that we do. And for me, like, I've always wanted to add developers to my title. Um But, like, even more than just developer, like planner, you know, like, what does it look like to go into a community and really lay out, like, the plan of that community and bring resources in and, um, you know, to, like, really configure how a certain side of town looks what businesses are there, what schools are attracted there, what families are attracted there because of the work that you've done and the investment that you've made. And yeah, people go to school for that, but also really rich families go into cities every day and do this and they didn't go to school for that. They just um, allocate their resources so to have twelve or thirteen of us come together and really be like, you know what, this is what we want to see in this area. This is how we wanna see this community thrive and benefit and we gonna make it happen like all we need is us, yeah.
0: that's pretty dope. Mm. That's 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 super dope, man. Yeah, like I'm so I'm like so excited. I can't even really express how excited I am to be doing all this 'cause it's some um, 'cause you know, like with Detroit, you always hear stories like crazy stories and they try they pretty much try to scare you from buying from like you know what I'm saying <laughs> buying it up or whatever and I would've until I went there I would've never known how like dope of a city it is so seeing it firsthand is like it give me a whole different perspective like oh yeah man I'm, I'm definitely with it now so like what do y'all say to people that have like a mindset where like they hear the crazy shit about Detroit and they scared of putting their dollars there well I look at it as you know, first thing you want to do
1: is when you're looking at the hood, don't look at it as a bad thing. Look at it as you know a good investment opportunity. But also, if you're looking at the local economy and looking at what major companies are investing money into that area. So for example, with Detroit, uh, Google is making a major investment in that area. Uh, I know. General Motors is making Mm -hmm. uh, some
4: additional investments. I think uh, maybe like an hour away in Flint uh, for their uh, pickup truck line. Uh, But, you know, as you know, Detroit is historically associated with the uh, car industry. uh, You know, Chrysler, Fiat, General Motors, Ford and all that. Uh, But, yeah, when when you look at these cities, go there. I mean, take a trip there, honestly, yeah. Cause like like uh, Xavier was saying, you know, when you hear about Detroit, I know Reggie's not here right now, but you know, verbatim, he was saying he was like, when we had playing, we were planning this trip. He was like, I'm scared to go to Detroit. You
1: know, like, <laughs> 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 I was like, Yo, we're gonna be good. Don't worry about it. We're good. But yeah, like just don't don't believe everything you hear. You know, go, go look at a hand experience. I mean, you know, we, we had a, a, a nice, I want to call it an icebreaker session, like kind of like a social session where we all, you know, got on the uh, bike share program and actually rode through a few neighborhoods that bordered um, the downtown area. So yeah, I, I would just suggest go to cities, book a flight, spend that $400 for the weekend mm-hmm. and, and, you know, take that risk, take mm-hmm. a risk. See, you know, what opportunities lie. And then when you see those opportunities, you do like Xavier, Ahmad and Regina and you put your dollars
4: where your mouth is at for real mm-hmm.
2: it, can, can I ask um for Deanna and um Amad like what what was your impression I'd like to to hear what you guys thought like of the the city when you got there
5: I was really shocked like when I got downtown I was not expecting that at all like we had a nice hotel we had nice views of Canada it was clean <laughs> to say that it was clean it was people everywhere like that really, I, I guess I will say it really made me, like, fall in love with the city. Because, like, everybody else is saying, like, my perception of Detroit was nothing like what, what I saw. Like, it was so, like, just amazing to see. And then just, like, all the time we spent downtown, like, riding the bikes and being on the river walk and all that. I'm like, this is super nice. And it just made yeah. me see, like, the opportunity that's there. Like, it's so much potential. Like, the downtown is good. It's just the surrounding areas need some work the but that made me feel like all right like we can do this like we should really be investing here just by seeing like getting a taste of the city and seeing what it's all about and it was just a really good experience for me
0: Not having that dope experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what about you ahmao oh man it, that was my first time being in detroit in a long time uh i have family that lived there but i hadn't been
3: since i was a, a shorty, like literally, probably since I was probably like nine, ten years old. So, um, and I mean, even back then, I just remember
4: my family talking about it, like you say when people talk about Chicago, man. Like right. it's like it's
3: Afghanistan or something. I'm just like, <laughs> honestly, you know, that's where I, that's where I want to put my money at. You know, because I mean, honestly, investing your money in the suburbs and um, you know these other areas. You're not gonna get the return that you truly, truly want, you know. And this is just anything in life. Most things in life that you take risks on are the most rewarding things, you know. Mm. Putting your money in the suburbs is not a risk. So why would the return be that high? That's just the way I look at things, you know. Where people, you know, I'm not. I don't want to sound bad, but where people are getting murdered, that that's where I want to invest. <laughs> if, if,
4: if a body just dropped last night in front of this apartment building, it's abandoned. No, I want it, you know, because at the end of the day, I
3: say it first. Like I'm willing to take that chance that everybody else not, you know, because I can last four or five years from now, you know, when everything is a full blossom. You know, Detroit was really, really. You can see the work that the city is really, really putting in. Um, I mean, they're putting factories all over. Freaking Matt is building a factory. For people that don't know Mac, that's one of the leading um, manufacturers for semi trucks. Uh, semi trucks, dump trucks. They make a lot of heavy duty equipment, but I mean, not, nevertheless, I mean that's still jobs that's about to come to the city. Plus fiat, plus Ford, you know, I mean a couple tech jobs are coming there. I mean, I just if you see the mayor of the city investing, you you're smoking you smoking dope, you don't invest. Mm-hmm. Like Seriously, like if the whole the mayor of the city is dumping his money in Magic Johnson, all these other prestigious wealthy individuals. Like, I mean, I'm not the
4: smartest person in the world. I'm a college dropout, barely <laughs> graduated high school, but uh, that
3: don't that just I mean that says a lot right there.
4: Mm-hmm. You seeing
3: wealthy people? They got wealthy for a reason, for making smart sound decisions. So. I mean, I mean, look back. You can either look back and keep
4: buying Chanel bags, Birkin bags, and uh, and the Mary Jeans all day
3: to go to the club and, and, and get chose. You know, I mean, go ahead. I mean, the same money that you're spending to look good, you can go invest that money. A lot of people say they don't have the money to invest, and people literally blowing money thousands of dollars every weekend. So that's an excuse that you don't have the money. Most of the people, the money's not the issue. Most of the people got the money. Their money management skills just, they fucking suck. Yep. That's, that's, that's the, and I mean, mine have definitely got better. I haven't always been like this. I used to spend money on, on all types of bullshit, but I, I got tired of being broke and selling shit out of my house to to pay bills, to right. pay notes. Like, you know, that's, we wasn't put on this earth to, to live
0: like that. I, I'm a firm believer in that. Man, that, that, that's super real. And mm-hmm. I must say, like, I got a salute. Kg, because what you did was brilliant for real. Because like we could have easily been on Twitter or uh, in a group chat talking about Detroit all day, but setting that meet up and this I is yeah, this and this is something that I think you even said when we was out there. You were saying how as long as we have a dope experience. Because the, the, the deals and the business, it's going to make sense regardless. But if you if you don't have an actual dope experience while you're there, where well, you're like, damn, this city cool, I like coming here. You're not going to want to put your money there. If the experience is bad, no matter how much, it makes sense for some people. So like, we're, we're holding that meetup and bringing everybody together and making us have a, a, a more than the deals make sense, making us have a dope experience, that was super brilliant on your part. So I got to salute you for that.
2: Thank you. And it, you know, it came together. Like it wasn't, it with a different group of people, it would have gone differently. And so, you know, like, um, I just really believe that you attract like who you are and what you are. And so at the same time, I came into the weekend with no expectations, but like all the expectations at the same time, like I literally made a list. of I was like, these are the three things that I want to happen during these three days, any of the three things that I want to walk away with, and, like, every single one of those things happened, um, and some, like, better than I could have even thought, so I was really, I was really happy, but at the same time, if it wouldn't have happened, it would have been a cool weekend in Detroit, and I would have been that, too, you know, because at the end of the day, I'm like, it's Detroit's gonna happen for me. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, like I'm at the point where I want people to be like, yo, like, this side of Detroit, like, KG may not be from here. Like, you know what I'm saying? She might not have started out like a billionaire, but this side of Detroit has my um, blueprint on it. And so, whether, whether it was started that weekend or the next weekend, like, I knew it was gonna happen, but I'm just really happy that it is something that I can start with um, mm-hmm. y'all. But yeah, like, for me, it was about an experience. I didn't want anybody to act like they were coming in and saving Detroit because Detroit is dope enough to save itself. But yeah. for us to be able to be a part of that story, um, it's pretty
5: dope.
0: Yeah, it is. And you were supposed to say
5: something. No, I was just gonna say like, like looking back on that trip, it felt like everything fell into place perfectly. Like we made the right connections, made the met the right people got deals done, you know, put plans into place for greater things to happen. And just like, I know years from now, we're going to all be having another conversation looking back. Like it all started with that Detroit trip, but that trip was just so powerful. And I really feel like it just like paved the way for really great things to happen with all of us and that group of people that met there.
4: Yeah. I
0: agree, man. And it's
5: all the work that we all put in, um,
0: What? I'm, 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 I'm
4: like, asking, so I'm also on Facebook Marketplace, and one of my
2: buildings is up for sale on Facebook Marketplace. Like a building I own, and, I, and it's not for sale. Oh, okay. Uh-huh.
4: Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to reply to
2: the ad. They're asking a really good price, too. Let's see what they're talking about. Yeah, right. um, <laughs> oh, <wow.
4: What?
2: laughs>
4: That's pretty
2: crazy. Nice. Oh, wow, Joey. Okay, yeah. I'm due to the work that we all did on our own like we've all been working on ourselves and studying and and you know taking some losses so that we could bounce back so like that's just the thing um because so, when i first jumped into like this out of twitter seeing everybody be amazing, and i'm like dang how i'm not doing that level of business yet i don't have that level of experience yet and i'm just like you know what let me just work on myself so when I get a chance to sit at the table, I got something to bring to the table. And so, you know, it's people who are always jumping in my DMs and they just want to take, take, take. Can you send me this? Can you give me this? Can you tell me this? Can you answer this for me? They want you to do all the work. And it's like, damn, I always want to bring something to the table. It's almost like a fault of mine. Like, if I feel like I can't bring nothing to the table, then um, I'm like, Hurt, I'm sick about it. Um, but I think that's the great thing—we
0: all came and had things that we could bring to the table to help each other. I agree. And for people, because I know since this trip happened, like my my social media has been blowing up as far as like DMs. I'm getting all kinds of messages nonstop. Like, oh man, how can I get involved? How how can I do this, this, so forth? So a lot of people they're gonna hear this episode and they gonna and now there's more people that's gonna want to get involved. So what do y'all say to those people that want to contribute to these projects we're doing? I would say,
1: first off, before you reach out with a bunch of questions, to try and do some background research first. So look on Google, mm-hmm. you know, use your internet resources, use your local library, and like, try to get familiar with the jargon first. because. You know, if you're coming in and you're asking all these questions free of charge, the least you can do is have some, you know, familiarity with what you're talking about. You know, you don't have to be an expert because that takes time, you know, firsthand experience. But just doing your own due diligence, I think the people who are knowledgeable definitely respect that more because now they see, all right, you've taken the time to, you know, search for things yourself. you use your, you know, valuable time to acquire you know, that intellectual knowledge. So, do that first. And I mean, many of the people that are in kind of our, you know, network on Twitter, they have courses or mentorship programs, check into that. You know, if you're going to invest in yourself, then yes, you may have to come out of your pockets, you know, $100 here, or, you know, maybe a few hundred dollars here. But for the better of yourself, and, you know, you're creating something that's going to develop and evolve over time. So, you know, everything's not going to come for free
4: just because the app is free. Alright mm-hmm. <laughs> People have been... Uh, absolutely. That's where the free ends, right there. Yeah, right. It's, it's a free, the free is when you download the app. That's all we can get. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's it. That's all you got. <laughs> right, that's all we can get to you. I just but suggest people save their money. Like,
2: go ahead. I was just going to say, but you know what? Like, when you're following the right people, like, you get a lot of gems for free.
3: For like, free, yes,
2: I follow. and we <clears> and <throat> people been talking about this like this past week. Like y'all better start screen sh- um, screenshotting that, emailing it to yourself, like mm-hmm. organizing stuff, organizing the information. Because if you wake up tomorrow and the timeline's not there anymore, like you got a lot of free information. You know, um, you got to take use of that. But if the people you follow only got jokes and they only talking about love and hip hop and drama, like.
4: That's what you
0: are filling yourself with. Hmm. Yeah. What you what you was saying about? I was just gonna say. I mean,
3: honestly, you know, save your money. You know, a lot of people, like I said earlier, they got the money. It's not like they don't have the money. Like uh, me and Xavier, we both know some people that some <laughs> probably some of the same people that have DM'd us. We know they have the money,
4: but then the same people that's gonna go out this weekend and. They're going to be at the club this weekend. They're going to mm-hmm. be popping bottles this weekend.
3: You know, they got they got some new Balmain's
4: on. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, they, they didn't win and check the whole bag at the store, but they have the nerdy get on social media and ask how can they become a
3: part. You know, I, I just, I'm not blaming anybody for it, but if you're going to do it, at least, you know, take ownership for, for what you're doing. You know, that's the first mistake. And that's, you know, once you can take ownership, things going to start changing
2: for you. Mm. you know you can't just keep saying oh shit man I'm broke and this and that but you in the club every single
3: weekend you know you ain't, you at all the local strip club
4: but you know hey I, and I can't talk shit about strip club but I go that damn <laughs> I ain't going
3: to work every day to go trip my whole check off that I didn't work 60 hours for at the
4: strip club right and, you know I'm, I'm going to celebration
0: purposes only Goddamn it I close a deal on that yeah you know, but
3: other than that, me, we gotta stop trading our time for money. That's that's like the biggest thing right there. You know, especially the folks that have good paying jobs. You know, do something with that money, make that money work for you. Because if you don't learn how to make
4: money, you'll sleep. You gonna work to the day you die. Facts.
3: And that's it, it. Don't matter how much money you make, you can make seventy five dollars an hour. And you got nurses out, you got doctors out here that are still broke. So it doesn't matter how much money you make. You got folks out here that got twenty, they make 20 bucks an hour and they got more money saved than somebody that makes six figures. So and how do you explain that? You know, it sounds dumb as hell,
4: but it's, it's real. Mm-hmm. You know,
3: but I mean, some people have better money management skills than others. You know, and it don't take as much money as some people think. You mm-hmm. know, go to where you can play it. If you live in Chicago, if you live in California, if you live in the Bronx, if you, if you live in Florida... You can't afford these different places, go to where you can't afford. I'm originally from Chicago. I know I can't afford Chicago right now. I understand that. So I'm going to go places where I can afford Detroit, Memphis, Gary, Indiana, um, St. Louis. <laughs> I mean, that's just the name of you, Milwaukee. I mean, you can get a whole house, 20,000 with tenants in it. So, I mean, if you want to spend a little less, you're going to have to do some work. So, especially to the fellas out there that are handymen, the ones that know how to do work, y'all can really be up. Y'all have a, a step up from people that don't even know how to put a hammer to nail. You know, so use your skills. Use your trade, you know. And that's, that's another thing. Anybody that's into trade, it's going to be enough work in these cities, especially cities like Detroit, probably the next 10 years. You know, right. that's how many vacant houses are there.
4: Mm-hmm. So, if
3: you're smart, I mean, hey, I don't know how to, I don't know anything about construction, but that's the business I'm going to start because it's a need-based business at the end of the day. People need construction workers. People need general contractors. People need HVACers. People need roofers. You know, I mean, you need it. You know, so, I mean, you can continue to say, you know, you're broke, but how are you bringing any value to the world? If you're not bringing any value to the world or solving any problems, your ass is going to
0: continue to stay broke. Right. And not not to get too far off topic, but just
1: uh alluding to what Ahmad said about, you know, money management, it really just comes down to budgeting. You know, putting down, you know, on paper or an Excel spreadsheet you know, where you're spending your money or you know, what's your expected income and where do you wanna allot those funds to. So you know, if we can do better at budgeting, I think everyone would be better off with money management and then you'll be able to have you know, that
0: cushioning your finances where you can make these type of real estate investments. Mm. I like I like that, and y'all and y'all give us some some major gems. And this this free game. people ain't uh, paying for this. They ain't gonna be listening to this for free. And with that being said, this to all three of y'all. So how how do y'all feel? Or how important is it to y'all to give back to y'all community? And not just talking about money. I'm talking about game, anything, not just monetary. How how important is that?
3: That's definitely a must. I mean, I feel like I'm I'm definitely obligated. Like I, nobody, nobody, I mean, I feel like nobody showed me, nobody, somebody showed me, you know, but a lot of the people that showed me don't look like me, you know?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So um, with that being said, I feel like that's one of the main things that's going on in the black community. There's not a lot, enough people that do know coming back to show. Everybody is coming back to shit on the next person. Everybody's right. coming back to, to say, I got this, I got this. Why well, I made it here on my own. It's going to continue to be crime, it's going to continue to be poverty if we continue to think like that as a culture. Like We have to help each other out. You have other races, Asians, um, Hispanics. You have people of other races that are not even from the United States come here and make millions of dollars as a family. But we can't even save 20000 and it's five of us in the fucking house. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. But you have people that are not even legal. They they they'll bring you. I, I personally know somebody. that got an owner finance property right now. A Hispanic family bought them twenty five thousand dollars cash in a brown paper bag. Dang. They understand that they cannot get a house the traditional way, but they gonna get one. Right. And that might be their first house. They can actually say it's theirs. But they 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 now are owner of a property. They have ownership now. We out here dying over blocks that I fucking mama rented. We don't even own the shit.
0: Ooh, man, you're hitting deep now.
3: And it's, not, and, it, and, it's, and it's not like we don't have the money. Once
0: again, right? We
3: out here taking penitentiary chances as a as a culture. I'm not saying I'm not shitting on nobody because I was once out here doing stupid, dumb fuckboy shit. Yes, I was, but I woke up. I realized I could not make money in jail. I realized that I could not build wealth for a family that I, you know. Wow. You, people lose their family going to jail. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go to jail for somebody that don't even care about me. So it's not like a lot of these people that's going to listen to this, they don't. It's not like they don't have the money because they do. If y'all don't know what to do with the money, if y'all just need a little guidance with the money, reach out to any three of us. It's other people besides us you can reach out to. If you don't want to be involved in it and you just want to put your money to use, reach out. It's, it's putting your money in the bank, at the end of the day, you're not making any return. Nope you going to continue just to spend the money. Every time you go out, you're going to swipe that
4: card. And united money is decreasing. Exactly. <laughs> so you might as well.
3: Or you're going to go buy these these $1,000 shoes. You know, you're going go buy this Chanel bag. that costs $6,500, $7,000. Girl, mm. that's a whole house
4: right here. Especially mm. the, the,
3: the, the women out here that's getting the money. It's not like it, the women and the man. I'm not even going to... Say just the women. The women and the men
0: that's out here getting the money, they got a couple Gs laying around. No, fact. I mean, let's do something with it. Let's fact. do
3: something with it.
0: Fact. I would love
3: to use your money. I'll give you a return on
0: it. Straight up. Yes. So, I mean, <laughs>
3: definitely reach out. That's I don't know how else to say it. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, a lot of people hear this from somebody else that might not look like you, but you'll give them your money. Without even knowing where the money is even
5: going. I'm telling you where the money going. Mm. So I mean that's all I gotta say. Mm. Yeah, Marge, you need to be a motivational speaker. <laughs> <'Cause, laughs> K G is
0: about say something.
5: What you about to say, KG? Um,
2: no, I totally agree. It's definitely an obligation to me to give back. Um and I think that's like a part of your blessing too. Like I give back whatever I have, or whatever.
0: Yo, sound low again. Okay. Yeah. Is it better? <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, okay.
2: So, I think, you know, to me, giving is just something that you do, whether you have a lot, whether you don't, whether it's a write-off, if it's not, you know, it's just something that you do. And I think that also, like, man, could you uncomfortable in any situation, you know, like, um, every Christmas, you gonna go to the hood and we give away two hundred, three hundred gifts to kids and we cooking for the moms and the dads and I'm sure people got a Christmas dinner. You know what I'm saying? And I'm I'm gonna be in my Tim's in a plaid shirt. But but then I um, <laughs> also wanna talk to you about like what's happening in the boardroom, what's happening at the school district. How do we empower you to be able to come and advocate for your kids on, on your own. So, you know, like to me those are all things that are needed. That's the type of heart that's needed. Um to be able to go in and really do this with real estate thing. Real estate is about relationships, especially if you're mm-hmm. not just going the agent route. The
4: mm-hmm. agent
2: route is about relationships too, but like you just calling somebody and saying, hey, can I buy your house for cash? Yeah, you definitely got to know how to kick it with people from all different backgrounds. And so um, as like minorities, we have a lot of qualities that that might not be listed on the um, job requirements, but we, man, we are survivors. And, like, that's what's needed when you jumping into these type of markets and trying to really make a name for yourself and make some money. So I think that giving back, pointing that out to people is so important. Like, you have skills. And, you know, like, um, I was just trying to hire a girl to be a bird dog for me. And then she texted me and was like, are you a wholesaler? (laughs) And I'm like, no. All the properties that I've come across um, recently, I've just bought for myself. So I'm trying to wholesale, but I keep buying everything before I get it. Right. So, like, I'm like, you know, I want to be. And she's like, well, that's what I'm trying to do. And I'm like, well, she like, can you teach me? And I'm like, well, you you would have been learning anyway if you just, you know, work with me. But she's like, no, I just want to do it for myself. Okay, well, I can't really do that right now, honey. Like, I can't take out hours out of my day to teach you that when you would have learned it all if you would have just helped me, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think that's like the mindset people just being one to take, like, I don't know you from anywhere. You want me to teach you, but I called you. I was willing to pay you for you to still learn, you know? Um, so like for us, for me, it's like people being willing to start at the bottom, work themselves up, learn a lot, bring a lot to the table. Like, we wanna see everybody win and I think that's something that Ahmad definitely pointed out. Like we wanna see everybody win and we wanna be the people who help the people who look like us. That's so important to me. Like I don't wanna be the only rich motherfucker around. Like I don't
3: understand that. Cause, cause what can
2: I do? You know, like you like
3: know, you I'm, gonna be broke real quick.
2: Yeah, exactly. Or you're gonna have to change your whole environment and I don't wanna leave my people. You know what I'm saying? I was just telling somebody um, this week. So like what I do for my job is I work with all of our donors and it's my job to create like VIP experiences. And we're talking about experiences for billionaires, you know, Um, like the poor people are millionaires that I'm that I'm working for. And so every day this week I was like at somebody's house on the water doing like a little dinner a little thing and I'm just sitting there I'm like this is cool but it, I'm trying to have it be my house with right. my friends who, I, who I'm like yo come through have some dinner with me and by the way at the end of the night I'm gonna ask for $10,000 but that's nothing you should give more if you can cause that's literally what we doing like hey can you write this check for 10 stacks that's, that's nothing and then they like making bets at the end of the night like I'll do 20 if you do 20 you know like that's that's what I want for us. Like, hey, <laughs> like, fly in real quick. Come to this little dinner. We are gonna talk shit. We are gonna talk gonna shit and we'll write
0: a check you know? at the end of the night.
2: Yeah. Um. That's where I want to see us be, and that's where we will. This this group, we already there. Mm-hmm. We already gonna be there. But I want to see us bring other people along too. And it's some people that's above us on the timeline who are bringing us along, and I appreciate that a lot.
0: Too. Thanks. Yep. Yeah. And that's, and that's real. I stop with,
3: getting on Instagram, I'm flossing, bro.
0: Yeah, and no, no, that's, 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 that's real what both of y'all saying. Showing
3: sure, sure money. The next, I promise you, the next dude, the next I don't care who you are, rapper, and the next somebody I see get on Instagram with money up to the ear, I'm commenting and I'm DMing them. I swear. I'm not playing <laughs> no game no more, bro. Real talk. I need that money. Y'all on here with 50, 60 G. Bro, you know what I can do with that?
0: No, no, no. But look, like,
3: like, bro, what are you doing? Like, if you, like, the thing I don't understand about our culture. This is what gets us in jail. This is what gets us in prison. At the end of the day, like, this is, this is, it's all a revolving door. Maybe if we wasn't so flashy, we wouldn't get caught. You know, we look at other races, they do the same thing and a lot worse shit, but they never get caught because they not flashy.
0: They are not flashy. We either. as a culture, we so flashy. We think we gotta wear money
3: on us we gotta have four thousand dollars on the clothes on to feel like money like bro no we don't it'd be people worth 50 60 70 million dollars
0: and they got dockers on not even dockers they got walmart dockers on cause dockers and shit them joints kinda
3: expensive they got on walmart
0: dockers I met a dude I met a dude worth 200 million bro this nigga had on a Coors Coors Light t-shirt and some raggedy jeans
3: Bro, 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 like I told you, that job really opened my eye. All them people's houses I was moving to houses, millions, bro, $10, $15 million houses. None of those people, I never walked in anybody's house, bro, they had designer on. Maybe a couple people had a belt or something on, but most people, no, no designer. They might have had some nice cars here and there, but nothing was, was like flashy, bro, nothing. Nothing was flashy, but they had millions. They had plenty different companies. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing, like, you know, I feel like more of that has to be talked about in our community. You know, starting businesses because, bro, like they talk about in the black community, there's billions of dollars, bro. Let's really look at it. Honey, people in the black community, you know, that drive trucks, do nails, do hair, do
4: tattoos, know how to cook. um, um,
3: General contractors, roofers from I mean, everything, bro, literally. it's There's not a job that you can probably mention that you can't turn into working for yourself. You can't, even if you work at a corporate job. Even if you, you know, some kind of consulting or something like that. You can turn that into your own everything. You know, we got to stop being so scared and, and, and thinking that a job is concrete, because
4: mm-hmm. it's not. Uh, they could come to you tomorrow and say, prime example, here in Texas, the oil industry. It pays pretty well. Those are the the six-figure jobs down here. But look
3: how often they they lay off. People lose their houses. You got people getting foreclosed houses out here because they losing their job. They go from making six, seven figures to being in an apartment that quick because their lifestyle went up. That's all they had. Told their wife to stop working. And now you got your family in a two-bedroom apartment from a six-bedroom house.
4: Mm -hmm. You know,
3: because, I mean, that's... But it's the name of the game. I just feel like we got to we gotta educate ourselves. We got to, you know, really just study other people, man. Like, there's no point. If you're going to follow people on Instagram, at least follow people that are killing the shit, bro. Like, at least follow them. Like, that, there's nothing wrong with copying somebody else that's doing so much better than you. I don't understand that. We feel like mm-hmm. something's wrong with that. I want to study billionaires. The fuck, how did they get there? Right. Like, they didn't get there fly by night. They got there doing something consistently. And that's another thing. You got to understand consistency is everything. You're going to start getting results when you do something consistently over and over and over and over again. You can't do it for two months and expect you finna, you're going to have a 100 million sitting in the bank. <laughs> and, oh, shit, this is not working. Let me go back to the job. No. Bro, I would never go back to the job. And I've been, tough flat out. I would never go back to the job, ever. My time has worth so much more than that. Never. Like, I just feel like a, a job going to give you a raise, but they feel like you're worthy of it. Like, what kind of life is that, bro? <laughs> like, that's crazy to even think about. A job gives you a raise, but they feel like you're worthy of it. Like, and you're going to go to this job every day and kiss ass people that you hate. You hate these people. How do you sit across from these people every single day? You commute to work probably about two hours to work. Two hours back home for a paycheck. But the people that got kids, they don't see that family. Like, that's no way of life, bro. And you can't sit here and tell me it is. You know, I try to tell some of my family members that, bro. But, you know, just like a freaking program, bro, you got to deprogram our minds, bro. We've been been butchered and and lied to for so many years now, bro. Like, that's how I told my mom, bro. Shit, working, it ain't got my family nowhere. These last 50 years, ain't nobody in my family way off, bro. Well off nobody so why would i continue to sit here and say oh let me go to this job it's gonna and give them 25 30 years of my life to walk away with what i can't pass that down to my kids like and i don't even have kids dog like i mean you can't you can't pass a job down so what benefit is this going to give me 20 years from now it's not it's no benefit in none of this shit bro it's all systematic. Everything is systematic, and I feel like, bro, until we realize
4: that, it's gonna be the same shit. It is.
0: What? Yeah. Is he he like, tell you? They're they tired of their job. They continue to go back. Like what? As soon as you die, or as soon as you know you leave that that gig, your position gonna be yeah. posted. They gonna replace you, bro. Like it's gonna be it's gonna be posted the same, same day. You, exactly, bro. Your job gonna be posted the same day. But let me let me <laughs> ask, let me ask y'all this though. So, like we are we already know the the problems within our community as far as mentality wise or whatever. But what do y'all think is the uh the fix? I got an idea on what it is myself, but I'm asking y'all, what do y'all think is the fix to us getting like making finan- being financially literate? Cool. What do y'all think is the fix to that? Examples
3: that's the biggest thing, examples. I don't think nothing can be examples. Just showing that what else, how else can you show it? Because I mean just like kids especially the youth bro like that's, I was once, I mean I'm still young but I to either sell drugs or play ball,
4: especially mm-hmm. in the
3: black community. We don't see no other way to do it. So I just feel like examples. just showing example, doing little, um, I don't even want to call it conferences but summit or trips and and actually giving back to the community like that. That's the only way because the schools are not teaching it. So
0: Y'all think? Yeah, I would say um, I think also it just comes
1: down to like reinforcing it, you know, just you know nailing it into people's heads. Like these are the possibilities. Showing them the positive outcomes. Showing them different, you know, graphics or different uh, financial visuals where you know you're saying, Oh yeah, if I did invest this ten thousand back in two thousand eight. 10 years later, that 10,000 would have been, you know, 20 or 30,000. So I think just really, like you said, like uh, Amaz said, you know, just showing them examples. Also, I would say um, it's just continuing to, like, hold workshops and inclusive type of events where everyone feels welcome. Because I do think the biggest hurdle for people who aren't, as in a fortunate situation as us, is that they feel kind of, like, shameful or, you know, embarrassed by where they're at in life. And, you know, it's one of the things where, oh, I don't want to ask this stupid question because I don't want to look dumb. Well, if you don't ask that question, you're probably going to still be in the situation you are now a year, five, decade, you know, from here, from, you know, from today. So I think if, you know, expressing... Our views and our knowledge in a non-condescending way I think is very important because, I mean, even myself, like when I look at my old tweets from back in the day to now, like even
4: myself, I'm mature, you know, where I don't look at it as if, oh, everyone should know this. Mm. It's like, all right, it's for people who really don't know this, and I need to be able to help them to learn,
0: you know, these necessary life skills that aren't taught in the public schools. Mm. What about you, KG?
2: Yeah, so, like, you know, I work, um, I serve on the school board here, and so the way that I look at mindset is so much different because I understand why people have the mindset that they do. Like, for people who look like us, every day is survival mode. You know what I'm saying? Like, every single one of us has a level of trauma and PTSD that's like, crazy and it's not if we have it or not it's just what level of it that we have you know like I've been blessed to have a much lower level than, than a lot of people who look like me Um, so people are operating at the level of knowledge that they have like you know when I would learn about parents and the, the things they were doing the way they were raising their kids I would be so baffled but then I could just learn a small part of their history and be like wow okay like I would have never survived that and they still out here like struggling through trying to do whatever. So exposure is a big thing, like being able to expose people to what's possible, um and walking them through how to get there. And that's work, you know what I'm saying? Like that's work to ask us to go back and walk somebody else through it. And know that they're they're gonna have insecurities, they're gonna have some anxiety, like and now we gotta push through that. So that's a choice that we have to make. But also, um, just understanding, like understanding where people are, giving them the space to to fail and come back. And like, that's the real stuff that we talk about that's, that's hard. And like, we can't, we can't save everybody. We can't, I think like, as African-Americans, that's the unique spot that we're in because it's like, for us to invest that level of time and effort into someone else when we're still trying to make it, that's always the dilemma. Mm-hmm. Like how are we hindering ourselves by trying to save somebody else? Um so you know, like the work that we're doing now is a part of this though, by holding each other up, yep. you know, like by if if I don't hear from one of y'all in a week or whatever, not calling everybody else and being like, Man, forget a he tripping, like let's keep moving. But like, no, somebody go find a What's up? Like where he mm-hmm. at, you know? Um, so it starts with us we got to make
0: sure we good and we stable so that we actually have the time and the resources to go back and save somebody else. That's real. And I, and I agree with all y'all saying and how I see it is. And I was explaining this to somebody else too. Like the way I see it is like we got to make like at the end of the day, us as black people, we people that we want to look cool or be perceived as cool. We want to look good. And I feel like a lot of times when we become financially literate, financially stable, we forget that. We forget where we come from. We forget that a kid from Chicago, he's not gonna look at it. If, if somebody came to my school and they were like had on a, a nice shirt and a collar shirt and pants, and he was talking about how to get money, our ears and it's not even his fault. It's just on our conditioning. Our ears might not be open because we don't we don't relate with that. But if I see somebody. They making it look good. They look presentable. I ain't saying they got to have on some a Gucci outfit and all that. But if they do got something like that on, now my ears is open. I want to see, like, damn, because that's what I want. Like, we want the Gucci. We want the Louis Vuitton. We want the chains. So now that I see that you got that, I'm like, damn, my ears is open. And I feel like, like I said, I feel like a lot of times us... When we get to that point, we forget where we came from. We forget the mentality that we had when we ain't have nothing. Well, when we thought what we had an idea what we thought money was, we forget that's the mentality we come from. That's how a lot of times we can't relate to you know what I'm saying the people that ain't got nothing because we so far removed from them now. So I feel like that's another thing we gotta we gotta remember to not just trying to appease them, but we gotta remember to make financially literate a cool thing and whatever that is whatever as it's us talking fly dressing fly whatever that is that's why a lot of times like or like even on my page i i i get real fly make my shit look fly it ain't got nothing to do with me it's just for the person that come from situation where i come from where i know they're gonna see that and be like damn that nigga fly he fresh all right let me see what he's now i can tell you i can sell you whatever i want to now because i got your ears so i can say whatever the fuck i want to say i can say hey by these properties, this is where it's at. You know what I'm saying? But if I didn't look like that, I know people that come from where I'm from, they ain't gonna try to hit yes. none of that shit. They gonna be like, man, get they're the fuck think- out of here. You know what they're I'm saying? They are
1: gonna scroll
0: right, right past. They gonna scroll right they're past. That's that's a great
4: point you make. Like you said, uh, my opinion where a lot of people go wrong is that they get fly before they level up. Like mm. level up first, yeah, you, you can know you. You got some extras that you can play with, right? But if you playing with your initial investment money, then now you can't even make those
3: investments because you didn't went to Saks Fifth or Neiman Marcus or Nordstrom. You yeah, and you just you spent Marty, money. you and Barney's trying to trick. Yeah, you <laughs> and Barney's. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, unsubscribe from all of them. You know,
1: that's what the companies do. They put up these That's what they copy. do. Martin right, marketing is a big dollar industry. They, they you know, they send you these advertisements every week. You know, they they, they huh? even a lot of these. Have it now even down to the brands that you like, so they will specifically send you. They know you like G Star G emails. Yep. To oh, you know you might right, or, or you know Nordstrom. They'll they'll look at your purchase and say, oh, he like you know. Seven for all mankind jeans, or you know he like, uh, you know he didn't buy some Gucci shoes or Gucci belts, and I sent him, you know, our latest Gucci sale. So that's where you know it's it's a it's a psychological thing that we have to overcome also. But just like one last thing that I would say, I like about all of the design and stuff, is when you say you bought something on sale, yes. You save a percentage
0: off of the full price what you spent. but you actually spent Whatever. what your bottom line said. Yep. So,
4: mm-hmm. so it's not about what you
0: save, it's about what you spent. And I mm-hmm. think that
1: like I said, that go back to the mentality and the
0: Okay, and I, I got I got a question for the uh for the women. This for the women, right quick. I, and this just crossed my mind. Like I ain't even intend. I ain't be, I ain't even intend on you know what I'm saying having all this part, but we here now. <laughs> this for y'all. So I like like this how I see this how I see shit. So for, I feel like like whether y'all know it or not, I feel like the women y'all kind of by default of like in control of like how because men just want to impress y'all you feel me we got like we we got an idea of what you, what we think y'all like and that's what we gonna go after we like oh man this is what they like blah 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 and i see like this from from my perspective this is what i see a lot i see a lot of times especially from where i'm from uh, like women they they were like they would be dissing the good dudes for years and years and years and be having fucked up relationships with the dudes that ain't shit had kids oh, by them, right? <laughs> then, then when the game too far gone, then they want to come back to that good dude. But he like he like lit now. He like, shit, I'm lit. I got all the, you know what I'm saying? I got every girl I want. I don't want you no more. So it's like, so yeah. my question to y'all basically is, what what what's that mentality where it's for like y'all be? Y'all overlooking, and I ain't we obviously in a relationship, but you know what I'm saying? What's that mentality where y'all overlooking? I know you see it too though. Where y'all overlooking the dudes that got shit going on, and then y'all like in the on the back end they wanna come back. So you know what I'm saying, that kind of dude. Y'all quiet? I gotta think think. I feel like you overgeneralizing nah,
5: you know it. Go ahead. You first, KG. <laughs> the single the
4: single woman first. The single woman
2: first. So, I, w- I would
0: like to say that I don't really, personally, yes, I see that. But personally, I don't think I really date like that. Okay. you yo sound low. No, no. And I ain't saying, <laughs> so, I, I know you don't think like that. I know you don't think like that. But I'm talking about.
4: Oh, and, but I'm going to
2: say, like, I think the reason I don't think like that is, like, um, you know, I posted today, my daddy is, like, the man that I adore above any man. And, um. I tend to date men who are like my dad. And so, um, like, it's a running joke. My parents have been married almost 40 years now. My dad's 10 years older than my mom. That's
4: dope.
2: um, So when my dad met my mom, I mean, she was super young. You know, that was 40 years ago. She was, uh, she was like 20. They got married when she was like 22. He was 32. And, um, like, the running joke is that my dad was kind of like a cornball you know, like a little Mm -hmm. bit and my mom was like young dating um dating like fly, you know dudes that was out in the street and my daddy was like, yo, you need to have a seat and like and check out, like, this dude that's in front of you. And my dad ain't never been worried about spending money. So, like, I'm kind of frugal. Like, I'm spend money on my house before I spend it on a bag or whatever. And I get that from my dad. So, that's always been my lens. Like, when I see a guy being flashy, like, if I'm out at the club and the guy is trying to buy bottles to impress me, that actually is the biggest turn on for, like, mm. buying expensive things. But then if I hit you up in the morning, I'm like, "Yo, I want to go look at this property. I want to get a building. And you're not as quick to buy me the building as you was to buy that bottle.
4: Mm. Like, I, that actually
2: is what a that bag. Yeah. Like, that's a huge off to me. And I've actually kind of played myself in the past. Because I was like, no, I don't want a bag. Like, I'm okay. And then, like, I don't get nothing. I don't get a building or a bag. <laughs> <laughs> I have got the bag. Right. But, but so, like... Um, that's the way that I look at things. Um, and so I think that the men that you have around you when you're coming up, like, that just plays such a huge role because I literally, um, like, think about my dad through everything. Like, I see a man tricking off. I'm just thinking, like, there's no way I could introduce him to my dad. Like, because my yeah. dad would look at me with the biggest disappointment. He would just be like...
0: What the
2: fuck? This is, the this is man? Like, you know that you, like, all of your you. um, So, like, I think that we don't have men who are modeling that for other men. And we don't have, I mean, we do. Because I know a ton ton of men like my dad, you know, all of his friends. I grew up with more than just him in my life showing me that. But when it comes to, like, these younger men, a lot of the younger men are just modeling what they saw in the old heads before them. And -hmm. so those girls, like, that was their daddy. You know what I'm nope. saying? So a lot of girls are chasing their daddy in the form of, of these um young men. And and that hurts because they're only doing what
5: they know to do.
0: Yeah, that's facts. That's facts, man. And that that, that that's 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 real, man. Uh you like you don't want to say something.
5: Yeah, so I agree with KG like 100%. In a way, I see it like taking myself out of my shoes and, you know, just seeing it from another perspective, but- I'm you walking around with that rock on your hair. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm whoa. good over here. Whoa. But, whoa. <laughs> but, um, just like, you know, I know like from my household coming from like a lot of single women, like all my aunties, cousins, ain't nobody in my family married. And the number one thing they tell us, like, as girls, is like, yeah, of course, you know, be on your shit, like, take care of yourself, do good, but find you a man with money. Find you somebody who's going to be able to take care of you, provide for you, you know, be the, be a man, have some That's 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 all they, like, push into us find you a man with money. So when you young and you living like fast, like a lot of the girls in our community, like, having babies at a young age and all that, when we think of, having money we think we looking at the clothes he got on his fit all that we ain't trying to hear somebody else sell us a vision we want to see what you got right now so even the corny dude he may have his vision his long-term plan but we live in life so fast you know all we see is the now and that's the dude you know he who giving us perception he got money and you know it's all about being popular and you know want to make it seem like you know you got everything together but I think that's one of the number one problems. It's just living life fast, and you got a lot of girls being raised by single mothers, and all they telling you is find you a man with money, and that causes a lot of problems.
0: Okay, okay, uh, that's that, 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 that. But you know what I say?
2: Like when I when I got into college, and when I got into like my professional life, what I started realizing is that the white women that I met too, like they give same instructions it's just like
3: Deanna said it's just just in another
2: way though yeah it's a different outline for what money looks like I remember um a couple of girls in undergrad they told me we must have been like coming to the end of our sophomore year and this girl was kind of panicking and she was like well off you know brand new BMW I I wasn't I didn't know like People came to college and got brand new ranges and BMWs and, and bought, like, their parents bought them houses and, I, you know, like, I thought I was cool just having a car. And so um she was panicking. She was like, I can't go home this summer without my boyfriend proposing to me and at this time proposing like sophomore year of college i was like i just got out of my daddy's house like he telling me what to do like i'm about to live my life for the next 10 years like you know and she was like i can't go home without my boyfriend proposing to me like my parents told me they were sending me to college to get a husband, and they were going to pay for my tuition for the first two years. Wow. I needed to find <laughs> a husband who was going to pay for those last two years. And her parents actually didn't even care if she got the degree. That was the point. They were paying all this money for her to go to school and meet men who were you at... The put on Craigslist. <laughs> no, but they were sending her to meet men at the income level that they wanted her oh, to right, right. You know. Um, they, they wanted a man who was going to maintain the lifestyle that
4: they had
2: given her and they didn't see anything wrong with that and I just remember being baffled but on the flip side like my parents never they always told me to be Um, Mm self-sufficient I'm a daddy's girl but my daddy never spoiled me he would never do anything for me he would show me how to do it so I'm like super independent if I ever need anything my dad is like call me don't call a man so on the other hand I kind of feel like my parents crippled me in a way that I'm like I've been doing it for 30 years you know I've been doing whatever I need to do by myself so if I find a man cool if I don't I don't so you know like I feel like we have black girls who are on both sides of the spectrum like we're either told to go get a man and we'll bend over backwards for that man or we're told like you don't need a man mm-hmm.
0: yes, that's- I, I, I think it's I, don't, I, I think it's a little deeper than that too
3: because I, I feel like you have that side of not even single mothers that are telling their daughter to go find a, a guy with money. It's, it's a lot of women out here. that got both parents at home, but the father, not to go get in the go ho- get her in the house. And I feel like that, that definitely matters. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel like as a man, like as a man, first of all, you should not want your daughter out here just anyway. You know, you should not want your wife out here Boy,
4: anyway.
0: Daughter.
3: I just don't. I don't see like if you call yourself a man, a man of a household, how are you not taking care of your family? You know, and I, I feel like a lot of women that do have their dad at home, they daddy on some bum shit. So it's like, <laughs> damn, I don't even know what a what a what a good man even supposed to even look like. I don't know what a what a provider even looks like. They never even seen that. I mean, I don't have kids, but I just think to myself, like, there's not shit that a dude is going to be able to do to impress my daughter. Like nothing.
4: Cause mm-hmm.
3: I'm not saying she going to already been had everything, but yes, I don't want to have kids. So I'm really fucking well off. So, so there's nothing that a dude can do to really impress my daughter. But I look at a lot of women that like I went to high school with and even before that, you know, the littlest shit used to impress them. Just, you know, Fact. because they never seen that. They never seen any true... I don't even want to keep bringing up money, but shit, money is power. Money is life. Money is... you. If you don't have money in life, your life is going to be shit. You know, Real and talk. I feel like a lot of women, especially that's young like us, they go try to find that because it's like, shit, my daddy ain't never showed me this. My mama fucking all these different dudes. To just to make ends meet for us, you know. So damn, this is what I, I might not have a daughter or kids right now, but damn, is this what I should be doing as a as a young woman? Like, should I be messing? So they're gonna go to fast money, and what in every urban area? What's fast money?
4: Either a scammer or you a dope boy. Mm-hmm. That's fast money. These girls want hair, they want nails,
3: they want they want trips, they want the new Balenciaga. they want the new Chanel shoes, the new Chanel purse. What is going to do that? A, a dude that's working a nine to five, baby girl, even if he's making six figures, he ain't going to probably be able to do that
4: shit. Because if, if a dude that's making six figures, he's not going to be making dumb ass purchases like that.
3: So you only going to be able to fuck with a dope boy. And I feel like that's they. a lot of women in our, in our generation, they feel like that's their only way. So they go to look for a man with money. They never seen a dude, obviously, outside of a suit make money or outside of a fucking... Um, I mean, I don't even want to say a suit, but outside of the block make real money. They Mm. never seen that. So I feel like, honestly, just bringing something new to the urban area, stuff like what we doing right now, other people that, because we not the with your life. at a young age
1: Our evolution to build in a more well friendly way, you know. Fast money is
4: fast money, don't last money, so, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like, and also, I think a lot of times is the people they only see the good side
1: of it, they don't see, like you said before. I think you said, like a few minutes ago, the penitentiary chances that you know, drug dealers and you know, pimps and prostitution is, like, the risk that they're taking, like, they're risking their freedom. And you're
3: running the business already, bro. You're running the right. business. For all the people out there that selling heroin, selling crack, bro, you're running a real-life business. You know how much work gotta come back to you. You know how much money you're supposed to come back to you. You're running a whole business in front of you. Like, you just gotta turn it into a legal aspect of things. And I just feel like people teaching that, bro, if we just something little entrepreneurship classes of some sort bro man i mean Mm -hmm. but things like this like a podcast will help because i mean uh, it's just the truth a lot of people don't read so maybe they will listen you know i mean i didn't read i I just started reading a lot more as i got older i used to hate reading as a kid you know but that's another thing
0: in our community a lot of people don't like to read bro no, it is. So putting it, is it in, in different forms, like podcasts, you can listen to while you're working out
3: in the car. Maybe that, you know, and obviously video content. People like watching shit. So putting things in different forms for our community, that's going to change things. I really feel like. Yeah. But just putting it in books, you know. I mean, what's the old slogan? If you want to keep something away for a, a black a black man or a woman, put it in a book. I mean, shit, it's true. It's fuck like they know. Most people not about to go pick up a book to accumulate some kind of knowledge. They're not about to. So we're going to continue to keep running over them. And they're going to continue to be complaining about they and that, they and this, they and that. You know, and just the whole thing of really teaching, especially young kids, how to finesse the system. Like, what the fuck, bro? Like, why you can't teach your daughter how to get some legit money? But we can't blame her because the mama don't know. Mm-hmm. The mama know how to finesse the system, She know how to finesse these tax returns. So you got four or five kids and you only got two. You have to get an extra check. And like I said, it's not like people in the community not getting a check, bro. Imagine if they took that money finessed. But I'm not saying to do this. But if you finessed it, and then when it did something good with the money, but you finessing it to be at the factory on the weekend. Yeah.
0: Like, what do you you know? What I'm saying, what are we really doing as a as a whole, as a culture? You know what I'm saying. That's 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 really it, bro. No, that's that's real. But we gonna uh, get ready to wrap up in it because it's a lengthy episode. I ain't even intend <laughs> on going. There, so it's a lengthy episode, but <laughs> but, but but for I before uh, we end it off or whatever. I want y'all to paint this paint this picture for me. So from like a ten, let's just imagine ten years from now. You know, we we are going into Detroit heavily. So for the person that's not what they thinking about doing it paint that picture for them to say if they don't get involved how are we gonna be looking 10 years from now not only how we gonna be looking how the city of detroit gonna be looking 10 years from now if people don't get involved or they do get involved
2: i, I think 10 years from now you won't be able to get in detroit um you know things are moving quickly. Ten years ago was really the time to get in Detroit, if we're being honest. Right. So we're we're kind of at the now we're never mm. time. It's a ton of opportunity, but I mean it's moving quick. And like think about it, twenty of us on the timeline talking to some real people about putting um, some real focus on the city. So I think it's now. Or never. I think ten years from now. Um, there's not going to be, like, homes with blight. It's not going to be these empty, vacant homes. And, you know, the city has a plan for that. They're, like, after, I think it's, what, like, a one-and-a-half-year plan? They're getting rid of those homes if they if, if they don't move, you know? So they won't be there anymore. Um, Detroit is going to be back. They have a billion in the bank right now. And, you know, it's only going to grow from there. You have the Elitches investing. You have Dan Gilbert and his family investing among mm-hmm. along with everybody else. Um so I think what it looks like for us ten years from now, I feel like we'll definitely be um, owning several complexes, uh, several neighborhoods, and, and investing in businesses, placing businesses in the community. Um, and that's on the low end to me.
0: Mm-hmm. That's the low end, like you said. It's, but yeah, y'all, y'all can feel free to ask her as well. Yeah, I
1: think when you know you look at it like you said, from ten years from now you really start to see, like, some of the rebuilt neighborhoods. I mean, for anyone who hasn't been there, if you go to the east side, you can literally go down blocks at a time, and, you know, it's just a bunch of distressed homes, probably if 10%, some streets have 0% occupancy. Um, So I think, you know, seeing those areas that will be revitalized and also, you know, a healthier economy, uh, you know, like I said, the, uh, you know, auto industry moving into electrical vehicles and things like that. So you just go back to a booming city and it's going to be popular. So, I mean, if you think about where Detroit is, it's in a very unique location that borders Canada, you know, so I mean, I think like besides, you know, the Dakotas and Washington and New York state, like it's, you know, it's three states that border another country, um, to the North of us. So you know, with the ability to, to have, you know, access to another country for tourism, things like that, you know, that makes Detroit a very uh, unique city. Um, and also, it, it just improves like, you know, the livability of it in terms of, you know, why would someone want to move there? Okay, because the city, you know, is putting money into it, you know, Dan Gilbert, mm-hmm. uh, he's putting money into it, whether through his business, or, you know, bringing more jobs there, or, or like I said, revitalizing these neighborhoods. So, you know, from 10 years so now, I mean, you
0: know, we're gonna be multi millionaires, and I mean, I think anybody else who invests with the group, um, they'll be right there with us or very close to it. Facts that's real, man. That's that's super real. <laughs> that's super real, man. And like, like I told, like I told y'all in the group chat, I'm saying this is something that our grandchildren will be talking about how we was a part of re revitalizing a whole, a whole damn city. Like, how crazy is that! This is something like for real, for real. We probably don't even really realize like how big what we doing and what we about to do, how that how big that is. And after we could duplicate in other cities when we pass, I ain't even gonna go too deep and too deep into it, but y'all get what I'm saying. It's gonna it's gonna be super, yeah. super dope, man. Yeah, like ten years from now, when it's like Yeah, yeah,
4: we talk about what we did in
2: Detroit, but like you said, like you know what's what? What's next? Because we're gonna master this process, and we're gonna keep it moving across mm-hmm. the country, and we're setting ourselves up perfectly before this recession yeah. to to make some things happen. And then it's overdrive when the recession hits. It's overdrive, overdrive. Then so you know, um, this is a perfect play. And think about like our our grandkids. You know what I'm saying? Like catching flights to go see each other, and it's like.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: How, y'all, how y'all know each other? How y'all? Like, <laughs> y'all don't know. They was on some Twitter.
4: <laughs> 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 you
2: know what I'm saying? Yeah. I always joke with my brother and sister because I'm like, I want a big, ugly-ass, stupid picture painted on me. Like, when you go to Richmond because it's like a painting yeah. of, of them I, like, want the ugliest picture painted of me. And I want that mug, like, passed down for, like, 20 generations. And it's like, in my will, it's like, if y'all want my money, you've got to put this, like, in the main room of the house. It's just, like, I want y'all to remember, like, who sacrificed everything for y'all. I'm like, like, I don't even
0: know her, man, but, you know, I guess she made us rich. No, that's mm-hmm. real, man. And that's super real. And we're going to get, we gonna get uh, ready to wrap up. But before we wrap up, I want all y'all to give out y'all information and all the things y'all doing. So people that hear this and they want to get in contact with y'all, they can reach out to y'all. whoever you yeah, are go ahead, go ahead bro well uh, my twitter name you can follow me on twitter it's Ahmad Ingram
3: A-H-M-A-D last name Ingram I-N-G-R-A-M 41 is my twitter name and as far as Instagram uh, <clears throat> it's Iconic MCS on Instagram and everybody else can go <laughs> <laughs> right Who if you're looking for me
1: Josh uh, you can find me on Twitter at Josh D lifestyle and that's on Instagram also. Um, I also have a podcast, uh, Corporate Coke and Smack. So feel free to reach uh, out to me if you have any questions about anything
4: you see me tweet, post, or say on my podcast platform. Yeah, I'm same. open to any dialogue because I think that's you know, that's what helps really push forward, you know, the agenda
1: is when we can have open dialogue and you probably know something I may not know and I know something you
0: might know we can exchange information like a barter system yeah. and we both can better each other. Well, it's the facts. Um, go go right. check out herb, y'all. AK <laughs> Herb. Oh my God. <laughs> um
2: K G, K Y N G K G on Twitter. And then I am um, Christian. I spell Christian with the K. Christian C Grant on Instagram. Like everybody else said,
5: follow me. I follow back. Um
2: if you talking about
0: good stuff on your timeline, and I just love to keep building this, um,
2: building this network. Thanks, man.
4: Talking about that bullshit. <laughs> we ain't following, like, yeah, right? Ain't gonna,
0: ain't gonna follow me, and that's pretty. That's pretty much all we got, y'all. Like, like, but let me, before we end, I definitely appreciate appreciate y'all taking out the time. To come on the show and thank spit top of game,
4: coming, man. definitely, man. thank you. I,
0: you know, I fuck with all y'all, so I definitely appreciate y'all, man. For real, for real. Y'all already know what we got planned going on in the future, so I ain't gotta say no more. But just thank y'all for real. All right, all that right. Definitely, y'all. Uh, talk to y'all soon. All right, boys. Don't
2: forget you homework for this
0: week either. You know the ladies got it. Uh... We got ours on point. <laughs> we got to make sure we put our foot down.
4: Mm-hmm. Most
0: definitely. That's 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 no question. No problem. All right, y'all. All right. All right. All, right. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that was another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets podcast with uh, Christian, Ahmad, and Josh. And shout out to our uh, other partner, Reggie. He he uh, couldn't make the show today, but we gonna mm-hmm. shout out shout out him out too. We're going to hold it down for them. And before we go, for the people who don't know, y'all can uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Xavier C. Miller. Uh, Snapchat, Xavier Miller 312. And Deanna, she's going to give her information as well.
5: And I'm on Twitter at Deanna Kent. Instagram, I got two, Deanna Kent and Kent Real Estate. And if you haven't already, you can subscribe to the Millionaire Mindsets daily text subscription by texting at, at sign M Mindsets to 81010. Again, that is
0: at the sign to oh. at, at the I sign M minus A and that's uh pretty much all we have for y'all. Appreciate y'all for listening. See y'all next episode. Peace
1: on the way to the big check. You ain't know I'm up next, but I'm on the way. You ain't take a risk because you're too afraid. I'ma just eat till I'm overweight on the way.
0: Oh, a lot of shit on the way.
1: On the way.